Yo, 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 what's good? It's Jarrell, student doctor at H2O, and it's the good, the bad, the ugly truth. We're coming at you live with episode four, Quarantine Dentistry, part two. And I have a few guests on the show with me from UNC Adams School of Dentistry and Howard University College of Dentistry. And on this segment, I talked to two D4 students about their clinical transition to COVID-19 and how it's impacted their class and their respective schools. It's time to get truthful. Yo, 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 what's good? We have student Dr. Marissa Lester. She's a fourth-year dental student at UNC Chapel Hill. She graduated in 2016 from Limestone College. She got a Bachelor's of Arts and Science in Biology, minoring in Chemistry, and she also played college basketball. And Marissa, do you mind telling us why dentistry and what made you choose UNC? Yeah, absolutely. Um, first and foremost, Jarrell, thank you so much for having me on here today. And um, I'm just incredibly proud of you and all that you've accomplished thus far. So yeah, a little bit about myself. I originally chose, <laughs> I originally chose dentistry. Um, I went to a program at the Dental College of Georgia, and once I was able to interact with the dental students and just see everything that dentistry involved, I was like, you know what? I was sold. I switched from pharmacy straight to dentistry, and I've never looked back. Um, I think it was really just the patient and doctor interactions that I was able to see while I was there, and then you know continuing that journey, I was actually able to do a program at Howard University, which pretty much solidified everything for me. SMDP was the program. Um, and so after that program, you know, I obviously looked to see which dental school I would go to. And so in regards to UNC, you know, UNC Chapel Hill, it just had so many different options. It had the various um, specialties. So I knew going in that I wanted to do pediatric dentistry, but obviously, you know, it's always good to go through and see all the different specialties to make sure that that's exactly what you want to do. So I really wanted to be at a place that had options. Um, and it also just had plenty of other opportunities such as international trips where I was able to, you know, go on international trips and create my own international trip last year to Tanzania, Africa. So all in all, it just had many opportunities and I have, just been able to really flourish while I was here. Wow, that's awesome. I love really asking that question to the guests that come on the show because it's so many different things that you can do with dentistry and no one has the same exact answer. And so I think that your answer is really unique and very cool, especially, you know, it shows different avenues of dentistry that you what you can do. And so I wanted to talk to you about how UNC has been coping with, with COVID-19, specifically you, like how are you dealing mentally, physically? Yeah, so... Um... You know, quarantine time has been very interesting. Nonetheless, I'm very much of a math um, person and just number person in general. So I remember exactly where I was. I believe it was March the 11th. I was doing a root canal treatment. We got the email saying, all right, we'll come back to school March the 30th. We'll try again, you know, go on spring break. We'll figure it all out. March the 30th, mm -hmm. all of a sudden it was like, you know, maybe April, April, maybe May, <laughs> May, maybe, you know, July, July, you'll see patients August the 3rd, actually September. So either way, you know, it has definitely been um, very interesting, as I said before, but I think that UNC has done a great job of just trying to navigate through it all. You know, it's, it's a time of uncertainty for everybody in the country, no matter what you're going through, no matter what field you're in. And so, you know, the school really did a great job of adjusting, you know, instead of us seeing patients during the summer, which, you know, like you said, I'm a D4. So we were supposed to be seeing patients this entire year since 
May all the way through, instead of seeing patients, you know, they really took the opportunity to make sure we honed in on the skills that we had already learned. So we ended up having clinical um, seminars where we kind of got to go in a little bit on things that we might not have been able to see before, like different types of um, CAD cams and different types of lasers and just different, you know, technologies and things that dentistry has to offer. And so then in addition to that, we really like got to dive into a practice readiness course, which allowed us to see the business side of dentistry. It allowed us to, you know, kind of just expand our mind beyond your class to um, like amalgam filling or whatever, or composite filling or whatever you're doing. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think that they did the best that they could. And now, you know, we've been re-entering back into the school, just getting our hand skills back up since it has been a little bit of time. Actually, in fact, um, the dental school ordered portable, um, portable hand pieces for us that, so that we were able to practice during the summer. And so, you know, now we're back in the school and, you know, everything's a little different in regards to the social distancing and arrows all over the place to make sure that people are really abiding by those rules. Um, but like I said, I think that they did what they could and we'll be seeing patients on Monday actually. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I'm glad that it didn't stop anything from UNC, except it slowed it down a little bit. It sounds like in in March, in April, as things are really getting bad uh, uh, in the United States. So what precautionary measures has UNC taken for your arrival to be back on campus? I know that you said that you're seeing patients tomorrow and they were making arrows, but what other things like specifically to ensure the patient safety? Yeah. So now instead of having like basically there's usually about 80 operatories on each floor and there are three two clinics that we mainly use. And then there's also additional clinics and then specialty clinics. But now we'll be using every other um, operatory. And now there's directions in which you can enter, directions in which you can end. Once you get into the operatory with the patient, you're considered like pretty much no, no longer sterile. So you cannot leave the operatory. If you need anything, um, you can't go get it. You'll have to ask the assistant to go get it, which honestly will help us. And just making sure that we have our mind ordered and we know exactly what we're doing going into the treatment so that, you know, we can always increase our um, efficiency for once we leave the, the, um, the school. So what is your biggest worry about COVID and being a dentist? Yeah, you know, I'm going to be very honest with you, Jarrell. During COVID, uh -huh. I, it really opened my eyes to just seeing that although, you know, I'm going to be a doctor in a year. Although you're going to be a doctor in a couple years or a few years, um, there's so many things that occur, such as COVID, where at any given point we could be unemployed or at any given point we could not be able to provide for our families or for our staff mm -hmm. and, and just really be able to, to have that impact and provide for our patients the way we would want to. So with that being said, it really just opened my eyes to seeing that, you know, the things that I want to do, the things that I want to accomplish um, outside of dentistry, those things have to be um, not necessarily prioritized, but I just have to make sure that I order things so that everything is happening simultaneously, if that makes sense. Like, I don't think we're in a space now where if you want to um, invest in something or if you want to, whatever you want to do, I just don't think that we're in a place really to just prolong things and push things out. I think that now is the time to get everything in order. Now is the time to get your finances in order. Now is the time to get your mental health in order. Now is the time to get your family and your interprofessional relationships in order. Just, I just feel like now Amen. and during COVID, it really taught me so much just about life in general. Yeah, for sure. So what do you think your biggest lesson that you've learned uh, during COVID then? 
Mm, biggest lesson. Honestly, COVID taught me many lessons. Um, I think really like the personal development. I think that will have to be the biggest thing because just being you know, isolated and not being able to really interact with other people as much as I normally um, might have been used to or might have been able to. Having that isolation and that self-reflection time really gave me the opportunity to just grow uh, leaps and bounds, honestly, in so many different dimensions. There were like weaknesses that I did not realize were weaknesses or there were strengths that I was able to strengthen even more. So I think that's really like the biggest lesson is to make sure that you identify um, you know, just what your strengths and your weaknesses are and what your goals are and making sure that each and every day you're kind of reanalyzing that or at least at the end of every week. So that even throughout dental school or throughout if you're a practicing dentist, you're not making the same mistakes over and over again. You know what I mean? We're not waiting until January 1st to have resolutions that we're going to drop within a couple weeks or by February. You know, we're taking that time to self-analyze every single week and fully improving ourselves. And we're going to segue into my last question. And so how are y'all going about taking board exams? Because I know previously it was on patients. So how is that going to change with COVID now? But right now I just signed up for the CETA test. So, you know, with COVID actually, our first like pros and endo, that test got pushed back. So we only seven people in my class, I believe, were able to take that test before COVID hit. All of those got canceled. So our class has to take that September the 12th and the 13th. They'll be splitting us up into groups of twos. Half of us will take it September 12th. Half of us will take it September the 13th. Moving forward, what it looks like they're doing is just being very proactive, right? So the third Uh years are actually going to take that exam in November of this year. So I saw somewhere on CETA where it says that if you do it as a third year, you have 18 months to complete everything. And when I looked at the math, like I said, I'm a math person, November gets them exactly through May for them to take it and graduate by 2022. So that's crazy. We have that exam that we have to take. And then we also, like you said, we're not sure what's going to happen with the live patients because you typically don't take that until your um, spring semester of your fourth year. It's usually around Uh February at UNC. So the more than likely it'll probably end up being on mannequins as well. But they CETA has not said anything yet. So. At this point, I'm just focusing on the test that I have <laughs> at this very moment. Yeah. You know, like I said, <laughs> putting in the work, praying, and just making sure I pass those so I can keep it moving and I don't have stress when it comes to whatever decision they make. Yeah, for sure. Where the people that just graduated the D4s, how were they impacted? Yeah, so it seemed like they some of them were able to get temporary license. You know, some obviously went into residencies and for certain residency programs, you don't necessarily have to pass um, that live patient portion because some residencies actually pay for you to take that from my understanding. Um, Mm. But they were able to get temporary licenses. And what it appears to me is that I believe they will be taking the exam in a week. So some people still have to take it. Oh my gosh. So it's like you graduated, but you got to come back. Exactly. Exactly. Because I mean, you have to think too, like some people took it and we have a very high um, pass rate for that live patient thing at UNC, but some people's patients didn't even show up. So if one of your patients doesn't show up, you technically don't complete the exam. And that exam, I believe it was like February the 28th. So Everything shut down right after that, so they weren't able to retake it. So, yeah, they're pretty much in a position of where now they have to do it 
on mannequins. And I, like I said, I believe it's in one week. Oh my goodness. I just could not imagine being just graduating from Dillon school and just having to come back and do that. Like that just sounds like a stressful situation. Exactly. No, it was definitely, I think, a difficult time for them, especially realizing that they wouldn't be able to walk across the stage. And I mean, you know, you probably um, had that same thing. I'm not sure if you guys had a, I don't believe you guys had an official graduation or maybe you guys ended up having one outside. But either way, they had virtual graduations. And then, you know, you're a temporary dentist. It, it just like you said, it seems like a lot. But from what I saw, they did a great job with just kind of moving through it. Well, I just want to thank you for taking the time out to be on the show for me, uh, Marissa, and definitely appreciate your words of wisdom. And do you mind uh, shouting out your social medias and where people can find you? Yeah, absolutely. So it's March for greatness. And that's March, like the month, the number four. My birthday is actually March 4th. Um, and greatness. So March, the number four, greatness on Instagram and then Facebook. <laughs> I don't really use that, but I mean, you can find me on there. I'm somewhere on there um, under Marissa Lester. And um, that's pretty much the main sources. I believe there might be a few YouTube videos for pre-dental students. If you have any questions about the National Health Service Corps or, you know, navigating through dental school or being a college athlete or coming from a smaller school or what have you, um, more than likely I've probably experienced it. And if I haven't, you know, we obviously know people who have gone through that similar situation. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so much, Marissa. Thank you, Jarrell. All right. Have a good day. What's good, y'all? I have one of my mentors, student doctor, Ryan Turner. He's from Chicago, Illinois. He's a fourth year dental student at Howard University. He also graduated undergrad from Howard University in 2017 and a Bachelor of Science in Biology. It's good to have you here, Ryan. And so do you mind first telling us why dentistry and why you chose Howard Dental School? Yeah, no problem. What's going on, bro? Um, why dentistry? Man, to be to keep it short, it's a, it's a long-winded story, but to keep it short, it's really just for me, a combination of, of science and art um, growing up, my family's kind of like in the science background, so I knew I wanted to be some of science, but I knew I didn't want to be a physician per se. So I had a, a family friend have me uh, work in her office going through high school, and I, I kind of fell in love with it. Then I did a SMDP, you know, you did a similar program, and that's what, mm -hmm. what kind of had me locked in as this is my aha moment, this is what I want to do. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's, it's just a combination of science and dentistry. Um, you could be interactive with your patients. You got fun with your patients, um, as well as help them immediately in their life and, and do a, a transformation for them and, and boost their self-esteem and confidence and their smile. So I enjoy it, um, especially with patient care now, you know, being in school, first two years is, is just straight books. And then once you get to patients, it's a whole new ball game. but I, I love it, man. I it's not really much work to me. I don't feel like I'm working. I can actually like free my mind when I'm doing dentistry. I don't really think about, you know, other things. I'm kind of free at peace with it. So uh, that's why I enjoy it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Why did you choose Howard? Oh, man. Howard home. <laughs> exactly. It's you. You can't, you can't get better. At this point, I mean, you know, I was always at Howard with, with undergrad. And then I had student uh, employment in the dental school. And I was just building connections, networking. Um friends who finished the program gave me insight on, on the program things like that so when it came time to make a decision to spend a couple of programs i got accepted into um i basically chose where i felt like i had the most support where i felt the most comfortable and that that was howard so 
Um, great place, yeah. good people. Um, unique place, as you know, very unique. Mm-hmm. But but nonetheless, I, I I appreciate my education, all the opportunities Howard has uh, presented me with, and so yeah, I'm one step closer to. <laughs> Hey, I'd rather be where you at. You're a fourth year right now, so it's like I'm just now starting out of Howard, so it's crazy, like full circle. Like I remember, you know, you being the pre-dental president or, or vice president, and then like now you're about to graduate, so it's like yeah, I'm about bro, to I'm start out. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's all you say. Time for I'm getting old, but man, I can't believe this. Uh, I'm going to last year. Cause I remember my first day of dental school, like like it was nothing, man. A little nervous, a little excited. Got halfway through the day, and, and they were still talking about we had more classes. I was tired, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so I know we were just uh, you were just reading an email about Howard's updates and stuff like that. Uh, do you mind telling us a little bit, like about how Howard has adjusted to COVID nineteen, especially clinically? I can give you as much insight. As we have, I mean, when everything broke out, we were all in the clinic. Um, as you know, the school was up and running perfectly fine. Um, and then when the pandemic hit, you know, we shut down like the rest of the university. Um, it's a little different in dental school because when you're with patients and interacting with people, you it's, it's, it's a higher risk. Um, so since March, we've been out the building and went basically virtual. Um, and now they're talking about going back into the building finally. So. Uh, I know they're just doing, you know, pasty glass setups. Uh, you're going to have to be fitted for masks, new ventilation systems. Um, you have to get tested before you go back in the building. You have to have a negative test, uh, COVID test. Um, Are people going to be, like, weekly tested? So it's more they, – they literally have more info to come on that. So I'm, 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 I'm going to assume that you're definitely going to have to do multiple tests. Um or you'll definitely be filling out a survey each time you come into the building to see where you have been. Um, in that sense, like I said, it's, it's a multiple updates. So I'm, I'm assuming we're getting more information. They're getting ready to bring in your class. You know, you guys are opening the ceremony coming. Yeah, I know. They just actually officially made ours online. Yeah, yeah, online, right? Yeah, our classes are online. Wait, so how are boards going to go with uh, COVID-19 this year? Have they said that or is that looking too far ahead? Oh, all that, all that is, uh, it's not even through Howard. That's through CDCA as far as their guidelines and what they do. Um, so they started a mannequin, um, portion. It's the patient for the restorative test and, uh, periodontal test. Mm-hmm. So, um, they haven't officially said that the mannequin's going to be, uh, mandatory all the time. Like I know somebody who took, uh, did a patient portion um this summer and past but i'm pretty sure with the pandemic still you know being around and everything they may go straight to mannequin it's looking that way from my knowledge i'm sure that looks a lot better than performing on like patients and stuff right this like takes the stress off you maybe a little bit uh i don't i don't know you know me i personally like i like you know, my patients. I enjoy being with my patients. But yeah, I mean, to simplify, there's no tongue, there's no saliva, so you can just really focus on the tooth instead of, you know, the surrounding. Oh, I didn't even think about that. It's a, it's less distraction. But, you know, each tooth they're saying for the mannequin is going to be different. So you can have, you know, an easy prep and restoration or you can have, you know, something with a lot of modifications. be a little more stressful. You know, we're here to knock it out. <laughs> so what's your biggest uh worry about uh covid and you know being a dentist i know you said earlier that you know the mouth is one of the germiest places on the human body 
man, the biggest worry would just be um, contracting the disease. Um, you know, you don't you don't really know where people have gone, where people have been, and who's who's been around who. So, I guess that's like the the secret. I mean, the not the secret, the the fear of it all. Um, you can't. It's not like you can see the disease. It's not like you can. <laughs> somebody has you know like a swelling or a red dot, and you know like oh they're infected. It's, you know, a lot of people are walking around asymptomatic and, and things of that nature. So, um, just just trying to stay stay healthy and stay, stay safe is the biggest concern. Yeah, for sure. If they come out with the vaccine, are you gonna uh, get the vaccine? Oh man, why would you ask this? <laughs> <laughs> I would hope so. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, I'm gonna get the vaccine, but you know, it's always, but. You know, I'm a little paranoid with them trying to fast, you know, move at a quick pace to get this vaccine out here. So uh, I'm yeah. sure being a health professional, for sure, they'll probably make it be, you know, mandatory. It's probably going to be mandatory for everybody. But do I feel necessarily comfortable? Uh, <laughs> I, I'm trying to. I don't want to be a guinea pig in a in a lab myself. So. <laughs> hey, I feel you. You know. So how have we been like coping during uh, COVID? Like, what, what did the clinic shut down early? I can give you my whole little story. The whole story yeah. with us was so February. Well, that's what was sports shut down, right? Everything mm-hmm. shut down around that time. Um, it was on the West Coast, and we were hearing about it in the school. And so, you know, we were treating patients. I'm talking to my professors, my doctors, like. It's still coming, you know, it's still moving its way across the country, X, Y, Z. So it was really much, pretty much like a countdown between when it was going to get to D.C. Um, when it, when the school, it really got to us, what, that was spring break? Yeah. And they shut down. Um, and they shut down basically spring break. So we've been shut down since spring break. I literally had like a residency uh, program visit in California I was supposed to go to. That got canceled. Um and so I, I basically had my patient treatment plan to be done for his graduation, um, and, mm-hmm. and that didn't fall through because of because of COVID. And, you know, we were supposed to go on a mission trip to Jamaica, and that got canceled, and mm. all different. You know, graduation canceled. So it's it's been a whole different uh experience, man. It's unfortunate. It's sad. It's a lot of um tough pills to swallow as far as you know people getting sick and passing and. You know, I can't the state of the but yeah, at schools for school's sake. I mean, once we went virtual, it was pretty much just you know you're at home, yeah. You know, on Zoom calls all day and going through rotations, Zoom questions and quizzes. I, and I would imagine that like it would be difficult to get um like your requirements and stuff fulfilled now, right? Yeah. So I mean, basically, what they did for for us as juniors in ending early, they kind of um, adjustments as far as how to how to track your progress with the limited time um so uh, you know from my knowledge and my classmates we you know pretty i think i believe i haven't spoken to everybody of course but um mm-hmm. the way they made the adjustments people were able to you know get you know get your grades and, and apply for residency and you know not have that many incompletes and stuff like that as far as moving forward um what they'll do for requirements we, um, we're not totally sure like i said they're rolling out uh, updates as we're going, I know like you just got yours and I got mine, one of mine this morning, but, um, they're still rolling up updates. You know, we have the big SIF exam coming up soon. So I'm sure they're going to, pri- they're going to prioritize that preparation for that exam, um, first before, uh, patient care. 
Um, and then with requirements, stuff like that, I'm sure we'll find out during orientation. Like, that's the orientation thing. We're about to find out in the next few weeks. So it's going to be interesting, though. It's going to be interesting. Some people going to feel some type of way and things like that, I'm sure, as always. For me, I'm at the point, man, to be at, be at Howard this long. It's like, tell me where I need to be, what procedure I need to do, and I'll do it. <laughs> it's time for me to go. <laughs> I've been yeah. here so long. Have you started thinking about residency programs, like what you want to do? Uh, yeah, I, I'm turning or... my application. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm, go, I'm going to stay general, so I'm looking at GPRs at AGD. So I applied to a couple programs. Uh, I feel kind of confident about my application. Uh, we'll see. The only thing I'm kind of concerned about is, you know, with the pandemic, you, you typically do interviews in the facility. Mm-hmm. A lot of programs come out doing interviews virtually, so that kind of hinders me from getting a chance to visit or um, see the facilities and talk to the residents um, there. So I feel like yeah. I'm losing just a little you know, a little insight I, I could have. Um, but I, I reached out to some residents in the programs that I applied to, talked to some program directors and things of that nature to kind of get better insight to see if the program fits what I'm looking for. Um, mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I, I do want to stay general though. I like doing a little bit of everything. I don't want to uh, limit myself as of now. Um, All right. We're out of time. And I just want to thank you, Ryan, for taking the time out to be interviewed for the show. I really do appreciate it. No, anytime, man.